What's good? What's good, boys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Race, pace, podcast. And, and I'm here with the again. boys. I went to the Shadow Realm uh, briefly. Sorry, just had to check on a couple things. Um, how are we doing? We're doing great. Yeah, we're doing good. Happen? Yeah. And I died in it, but that's for later. Yeah, doing great. Great energy, guys. Great. All right. <laughs> that's the show. Thank you for joining us. See you in two weeks' time. No. Um, awesome. Um, I do have a couple things on my mind. Um, mainly in regards to, well, a couple things. Street Wars is cooking, uh, but we'll get to that. Street Wars okay. is cooking. Uh, of course, we've got a few stuff. A few stuff. Yes, words hard. Um, Why well, say many when few do trick? But Racing Haven, we've got a few things cooking as well. Have we not? Oh, yes. Yes, we do. And uh... then, of course, you've got... A few things that are on the horizon as well. I heard there's a couple of different racing series popping up here and there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like HCCC, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if we talked about HCCC actually. Oh, I know uh, we I... cliff met. We gave it like cliff notes, yeah. but we didn't actually dig into it like right proper. Yeah, I've seen the the racing was actually very close, right? It was, uh, I think. People like Suman, uh, Breezy, uh, Deco. The, like the times were very close because the cars are very, very close in pace. These are like the TCR uh, cars that were added to the game. Yeah, this is they, probably where you can educate me a little bit because I'm a, a, a okay. tad out the loop. Okay, so for people that don't know, uh, HTCC basically, uh, I think it's four races uh, on custom tracks. Uh, I think it's Blue Lagoon, Edo Circuit. Uh, Hoki's own uh, Tsukuba, because it's Hoki's event, HCCC. Uh, and it's in the, touring, in the touring cars that have been added into the game. Uh, they are spec built, open tuning, uh, just your basic TCR stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of a, a heat system. You just you qualify and then you race. I don't actually know how long the races are. I don't remember. Uh, but it's very close racing stuff. Uh, I would I would compare it to to uh, a Toyota thing that we we hosted back in the day. Uh, very very interesting and very I don't know I don't I don't I don't I don't do front wheel drive. I really suck at those. Uh, <laughs> but for the people that do it, I mean, more power to them. You know, it's uh, it seems very fun. The trucks are also very very good. Just like I, you know, Edo Circuit, mm. amazing. Uh, Tsukuba, I would say very very well. Uh, very good recreation. So I tried it on on i on i racing, and uh, it's close. It's very good. Yeah. So I don't know how much you guys know about about the about the whole thing. I mean, right out the gate, right mm -hmm. out the gate, the track picks instant W, instant W Hell on that yeah. alone. You say Edelman, one of the, I'd say in terms of like official routes uh, and like racing air quotes routes. And you're going for custom terrain, Edelman knocked it out of the park. I've driven on Edel Circuit, and it is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. Same goes with... 50 mm? hours? Was it 250 hours? I want to say oh 250 God. hours. Um, I mean, there, there's millions of good tracks out there, realistically. I mean, you've got some amazing, uh, amazing track builders. Uh, like, I mean, 
Cosworth's a really good one. You've got, say, Grumpy Cooks as well. Um, you've got quite a lot of trap yards, but say, you know, the the level of just the level of like detail as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, say, Hokey as well with his own scuba circuit. Uh, that's actually, yeah, really good recreation. Um, I've got to say, the the track selection. I haven't tried either of the cars because I think it's two main cars out of all of it. It's like the Cupra, not the Cupra, uh, the MG X Power, yeah. and then the Lincoln Co. 03 Plus, uh, yeah. the, both of the, the TTR variants. Which got the top four positions because I have the standings right in front, right in front of me right now. Uh, green one, uh, Ad got second, uh, Zander got third, then Birdie, Breezy, Sumin, etc. Top drivers. Just wanted the, to, uh, yeah, top drivers actually. Top yeah. Suman has been popping in and there, uh, here and there, uh, kind of uh, getting back into the groove, and it seems like he's he's been doing uh, better and better with everything uh, he's dipping his toes into. I don't know. Maybe he's you know maybe he comes back to the top. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, Suman's history in FH5 is just like it does it doesn't appear much i mean he had that early stint where he was mm-hmm. always around um doesn't appear much now but when he does you know that he's he's, he's gonna bring he's gonna bring the cooking he's gonna bring the whole kitchen uh he's not messing around when he gets involved in the event i mean look at um do you remember uh, djs's uh wipeout challenge oh yeah he won that one right yeah he won that he just by clean, like a lot he just clean won that like that, his his run was insane. Like you see yeah. the level of tolerance on that run, it was absolutely insane. Actually, there were some, uh, there were some cheated times there, right? If I remember correctly, in the DJS thing, they were they were asked to provide a video and they were, weren't able to. I don't quite remember what that was. Mm, uh, yeah, um, if I remember it correctly, uh, basically the top, I think it's top twenty times required video proof. Uh, basically is an anti-cheat measure uh, because initially they had a couple runs that were running like extra grip or they fudged the um, the PI numbers mm-hmm. uh, to run them out of spec. Um, uh, how I did it, I don't know. To be honest, if we knew how I did it, probably wouldn't have happened in the first place. But yeah. the, the matter is they did it. That was the countermeasure and it worked. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a, uh, I was going to say, mm, regs in FH5, if you want to make a regulated event, it feels like a very difficult task, because RHEC, like our own event, it's uh, hard to mandate uh, certain parts, because obviously we try to do the Horizon semi-slicks, the, the things that are very visible, like the Forza Aero and and, and things like that, mm. but there's, also, there's always this... Uh, this this margin of of maybe someone could make his car uh, could make the car you know have more power uh and way more i don't know whatever mm. you uh, can definitely but, squeeze you, you yeah. definitely can squeeze it out i mean like yeah, um it's difficult. you look at even something so subtle it's like you you have visual elements um but there's a lot of stuff going on under the hood too mm-hmm. i mean you think for, for example um, and Warner, you're gonna have to forgive me here. I'm really pulling off a band aid. Uh, oh, Team Rev oh, VVT. Man. I'm pulling out that one. Yeah, yeah. So okay. basically, uh, we ran a dirt race against VT. That was um, a time. 
in the end, we had a guy in Team Rev who uh, unfortunately was running an out spec tune, but it took basically a private investigator's worth of effort to get it detected. How it got detected was about this much extra on the tire, like the tiniest extra track width uh, that people, to be fair, were very perceptive. They managed to pick up on. So in a um, video, they just, or on the stream, they saw that there was more tire width or? It well, was you know, before the race. So mm. before the race, people were lining up cars. Mm. And because this person had sort of like a little bit of a history, somebody lined their car up next to his and they went into photo mode and took a picture of the tires next to each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was also one. sort of modified parts as well to the same PI. So he had a little bit extra towards the end of the straight, whereas the other cars didn't. Mm -hmm. hmm. Some people might say slipstream. It was not slipstream. Oh, there was another count of that. Uh, I think that was a that was an RRT race with someone uh, where one person uh, had a tune with more power on the 2000 GT, I feel like. It was actually on the, on the Tsukuba circuit. Uh, ended in mm. a ban, obviously. But this one is, because it's it's all to, it's all up to the, the, the driver that's doing it, right? Because you, you can have cheats uh, that are kind of undetectable or pretty much undetectable, especially if you're a good driver. That's an mm. issue in, in sim games right now. That's why the PR is dropping, as we know, obviously. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if you guys heard. I Oh, of the, course, everyone heard. Yeah, the problem is, the especially at the community level where we currently sit, mm. you kind of have to rely on the trust system. There's no real way around it. Um, without having, well, we'll call it intrusive. Uh, intrusive systems that allow you to detect, uh, say, certain modifications, things like that. And without systems in the game to restrict things like tunes, like you can't get specific tunes on a car you can't say okay you can run a 488 you can run a i don't know a, an aston martin you can run this ferrari this lamborghini but they have to be these specific share codes um why they don't do it i can see you can both in sides. motorsport mm, you can uh but right. why they don't do it i can see a couple logistical issues mm. um basically the big thing that came into my mind is you put up a track and it requires a certain share code. What if that person pulls the tune? Okay. Uh, yeah, that is actually an issue too. You've, you've kind of just, yeah, you've kind of nuked your BP. So either there has to be a fallback or you've not got, you've suddenly not got a blueprint anymore and you can't go in and edit it and test it because you've set up the rigs for this specific tune. You're kind yeah, of boned. It's a, be honest. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different uh, conversation when we were talking about modifying the build and actually running external programs, right? Because uh, mm. pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, in FM7, or I hope in FM8 as well, uh, you can check the tune that the person has on. So that's obviously way easier uh, to run spec tunes, spec builds, mm. whatever you want to run. Uh, mm. But yeah, how do you fix that in, in FH5? Do, do we just I, keep relying on the trust system? Because it's ranked systems are coming and we don't know how to mandate some some things. It's difficult, right? I think Warner wanted to... Maybe something that the game developers could think about is mm. if 
people, if they're giving us the option to do custom races and custom BPs, it could be an option for there to be like a slider thing to say, is it a spec? Is it spec parts? And if it is, the game just automatically reads all the cars and what parts they've got on, and any cars that don't have that part on, they just kick out. I, th we, I think we talked about this in uh, the Super Seven conversation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that you can mandate basically, you can basically mandate builds, so that thing is in the game. And maybe that's <laughs> the thing that could be implemented. Yeah, um, it just gets messy once you start factoring in multiple cars. Like the level yeah. of setup and granularity on it is going to get mm -hmm. a little bit messy. So it works with Super Seven because it's in isolation and it's one single car for this specific challenge you can basically lock in everything all the way down to the tune and we did touch upon that when we talked about event lab versus like uh, super seven um but getting back to the main point without those kind of systems in place without anything external of the game like anti-cheat uh, anti that's we'll call it aggressive uh without things like uh, in-game settings to lock down tunes fm7 does have it in the form of homologation to an extent um mm. but yeah we of course don't have that in h5 um you kind of don't have a choice but to rely on the trust system now the top drivers are where they are because they've grounded as hard as they have and they're also very perceptive and are able to see right through any nonsense i'm being funny but part of the trust system is that not only trusting people to do the right thing but mm -hmm. trusting those at the top and those in the community to point out when someone's doing the wrong thing. And I think, to its credit, it has worked out fairly well on that front. Yeah. To be honest, the image of FH5's, uh, FH5 as an eSport, or even FM7, to be honest, but that's that's a different different thing. Uh, I feel like, system, like lack of systems like that and uh, the, the aforementioned many times, split times, it's kind of holding it back, so to speak. I don't actually know what happened to FM7. Like, why isn't it an eSport anymore? Because it, it died very quickly, right? I mean, you can consider it an eSport, but it's very niche. Because mm. uh, there was the, the FRC thing. And yeah, it feels yeah. like... Yeah, it feels like it just died by mm. itself. I don't know, is it is it like lack of uh, advertising? Is it just, just lack of interest? Because I know some top drivers raced in that, but it just died very, very quickly. I don't know. Mm. What do you guys think? Well, Is... I know that it had a decent amount of success in its runtime, because I think mm. it's around 2017 to 19, yeah. Yeah. I want to say. Um, but cause this is where it gets woolly for me, because I did a lot of research on it, but I never was actually deep in the community. I wasn't air quotes there. Um, I know that it was fraught with controversy at times like it, it had its fair share of issues mm -hmm. so like the first year it ran um one of the big headlines i remember was not that forza is getting official esports it's that forza top drivers were abusing the heck out of monza track limits um and that is in fact how we got you know the lines on the side of the track the, the little yeah. triangles on the side of the track that's how we got those oh really As, i didn't yeah, know that the, it was a direct response to oh. uh esports drivers basically just abusing and cheesing the heck out of track limits like that that's what prompted that update that clarification which are still um, pretty bad and the devs admit it the hmm. the track limits they are like very restrictive yeah are and, they perfect no but... no yeah exactly 
And you can abuse yeah. track limits in games like ACC as well, a lot. Mm -hmm. You can basically go, on, go outside of the track as long as you're touching the curb, so... I don't know what the fuss is about, maybe. I don't, mm. know. Uh, I, I don't think that's what's holding it back, though. Like, what is it? Is it is it the the controller feel of it, like the lack of the lack of the the sim feel? Because it's it's a very accessible game, right? So it feels like it it would be easy to turn it into an esport. I, I think actually the accessibility aspect of mm -hmm. it being on controller. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I say that's its biggest strength, not its weakness. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know I, I heard some criticism in the past. It's like, well, it's not simmy enough for people to take it seriously. It's like, no, it, it's the complete opposite. It doesn't diminish the level of skill that's involved mm -hmm. in the game. It's just in a more accessible format. People, not everyone has two, three grand to spend on a top rig, like with direct drive, proper full feedback simulation and everything. They don't have that kind of money. It's just that simple. So controller as an eSport, it's 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 insane how much how many doors that opens i think really what broke it per se is i think the marketing and the how they mm -hmm. went to go about marketing yeah because i was gonna say like f games like f1 and gran turismo which can be played on controller obviously with gran turismo you have like more tire wear with f1 it's harder to be consistent but those games are playable on uh, on controller and they are not quite sims um, mm. especially f1 has been going uh, towards the, the more arcadey feel and yet again uh, it's not an issue for them and it's, it's an issue for fm7 uh, because f122 is very prosperous as an esport we can we hear it everywhere we hear about it everywhere i don't know if it's because of the cheating controversies or it's is it just a popular thing i don't know Maybe maybe it's it's a bit of a placebo effect. Yeah, I know because I mean, um, the, the league racing scenes kind of got a little bit fed up of the broken game state of F one twenty two. At least the the copium is activated for F one twenty three. Uh, but given that they uh missed with well, a fictional team reveal, they missed the time deadline by ten minutes, and then the May first reveal was a reveal that we're getting a May third reveal. So at the time of recording this, it will be tomorrow, not on the Monday when we plan to talk about it. Sorry, a bit passionate there. Um, yeah, I get it though. I get it. I would like to to know some more as well. Yeah, it's just um, a, a difficult spot. Uh, a lot of leagues are very happy that we're done with F122 um, mm. and we're hoping at the very least uh, because it is basically confirmed to be on the same engine it's it's not going to be an overhaul not by any stretch oh, yeah. it's, on, it's on the same engine, it's still on last gen consoles um, it's in fact, I, I'm going to hazard a guess here, it's going to be a carbon copy of 22 but with a new HUD and a couple new features I know that red flags mm. have been confirmed um, red flags are finally back. Took them long enough, and okay. also um, that we're getting some like adjustments to race distance. But really, I just hope. And this is a problem with all, I'd say, racing games, especially in modern age. Where's the polish gone? Where's the QA department gone, man? Mm. I mean, to be honest, ACC and iRacing are doing very well with the polish, but they are like fully fledged sims, right? We have mm. things like Rens like Rensport coming out. And uh, competitions already held in it, and our fellow our fellow Forza community member, uh, Dermak Cormac or Hydra, winning already 
two races in a row, or is it three now? I don't even I don't even know anymore. Uh, those games can do it. Those games can be polished. Although I heard Renspot is a bit of a uh, it's a bit slidey, and uh, mm. the physics are, are are still gonna get adjusted. But nevertheless, it's it, I think it's the marketing, like you said. It's just mm. has to be it. Maybe maybe because FM7 is old and. When the new game comes out, we'll get some some more traction in that regard. But yeah, uh, I th I think the um, other thing that we kind of not factored into all this is as soon as the game reached well end of life status, it was no longer being sold. DLC was no longer coming out. Mm -hmm. It was officially like taken off stores. They ha cannot support the game anymore from that point. They mm -hmm. are literally bound. They are their hands are tied. They cannot support the games anymore and that includes the esports scene so see it came came to a close in 2019 that was the last full rc and then from there i can't remember when was it the fm7 got declared end of life i can't remember off the top of my head 19 was it 19 as well no maybe not maybe like i no, feel no, no, like no, it, no. Was, that was later. No, it was much later it was much it was later, later. i think it was 21 mm. actually yeah 21 yeah. end of 21 yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it, they wound it down from that point on. They kind of let the community take the reins, but they literally, from that point, as soon as the game is declared end of life, they mm. have to be like, that, hands off, completely. No, it's dead, completely. Yeah, like we're, we're focusing on the next game. Communities, feel free to run stuff, but because we're not selling the game, it wouldn't be right for us to mm -hmm. like support it and to put all this effort in, because it's a marketing exercise at its core. It, it's, it's all about... And this is going to sound like a really cynical take. Uh, it's all about driving sales to the game and driving interest in the game. What's the point of investing in an eSport for a game you can't buy anymore? But then again, sure. yeah, I was going to say, there's still Twitter coverage. There's still articles, or not articles. There's still uh, a lot of... The Forza Motorsport official Twitter is still very active. Mm. Uh, but there's not much... Like, compared to other say esports titles uh there's not much there's not many articles there's not much media coverage of mm. of uh, the forza side of side of racing uh and i feel like maybe that's hurting it a little bit i know i mean you sappy is one of the uh, are one of the people that still uh still try and 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 write articles about forza uh and your last article about i think it was about elo and ranked systems uh those get shared in the community but do they actually go out out to like to the the wider scene how does that, how does that work i actually wondered how do how do the numbers look do you have insight into that as much as i wish i had the numbers that, that's not really at the liberty of me um to know um so my relationship at least with content writing is well i'm freelance for one so okay. i i don't have any big ties to, or in this case, esports.net, the site I write for. Um, it's very much, hey, I pick what I want to write about, I write about it, I post it, and we go from there. And it, it, whatever traffic it hits, it's traffic it hits. Of course, I'm going to mm -hmm. push it out to the relevant communities, but it's front page on the site. So I'm very grateful that um, they almost have it on the front page, they have a chronological feature. So when my when my article got posted uh yesterday morning 
um, it, it was front page, and I imagine it got a lot of eyes there. So it definitely reaches out wider and does get that wider reach. But to what extent? I guess we'll never know. Just keep doing what we're doing and hope for the best. Yeah, it's actually nice that uh, sites still try to promote Forza as an eSport. Because I feel like, uh, yeah, as you said, the, the game not being available to buy anymore is a big is a big issue still. And uh, yet there are still sites that try to uh, get people to, to read about the, the Forza side of things. Because there are a lot of very good, talented drivers uh, in the scene that are just waiting to dip their toes into the new game and see what they can do. And uh, as we said last time, again, a lot of them are kind of running away to Sims. Uh, but maybe we'll come back. That's, that's exactly... The same thing I said last time, but yeah, maybe. A man can dream, you know. Maybe that's sort of like what's happening with Forza, is that when they leave the game, like it was declared like end of life in 21, you then have two years of drivers sat there mm -hmm. racing the same races, the same cars, and eventually they're going to get bored and go to other games. But Isn't the it the same is, in Sims, though? The same races, the same cars? Yeah, but... If you look at, say, something like Assetto Corsa Competizione compared mm -hmm. to Forza Motorsport 7, you have massive races, you have massive qualifying, it's all sim-based, and maybe that's what the faster drivers want. Maybe they're looking to move up, so they then ditch FM7, which then has a lack of really quick drivers that are eager and hungry and they just go off to other sims to race because there's more people in the races and more people in them communities do you think we're being harsh on the game for uh, by comparing it to actual sims is it because is it actually because we're hoping for the new game to be more sim like or uh, where does that come from because i feel like we've been or a lot of the community has been comparing fm7 to acc to, maybe not to iRacing, but to ACC a lot, I feel like. Mm. And is it... or I feel like people are forgetting that uh, GT7 is supposed to be theoretically the main competition. And that's a bit more like arcade I don't know. I yeah. feel like we're being a bit too harsh. I, I, I do feel like as well, like we're, we're looking at it too much from a sim driver lens in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, by all means... You can, people have comparisons between FM7 and, and ACC, but that's because, at least from the driver's perspective, when you tie that in with what Warner said about drivers being hungry and eager and wanting to get better, that's mm -hmm. the natural progression in terms of, I'd say, the ratio of arcade to sim. The, the natural next step is something like ACC. You put them on a line. Uh, one out of ten is like hyper arcadey. You're looking at things like Need for Speed, uh, and then ten out of ten is looking at the most like hyper realistic Sims, um, which then you get into like custom builds of R Factor. They use in F1 simulators and official training. Um, you look at that kind of stuff. Forza Motorsport sits, I'd say six or seven on that because mm -hmm. it is mostly simulation where horizon five is like the true normal it's like slap bang in the middle um motorsport is like a six or a seven and then you get to acc which is just that natural 
next step. I think a lot of people are hoping for the next game to be a bit more sim-like, um, or at least be a lot more authentic feeling on wheel. Mm -hmm. I know that that was a big thing um, when FM7 came out and over its lifespans, like the, the wheel kind of felt like it was there, but not intrinsically built in. If oh, that I makes tried sense. it. I tried it since we last, uh, since the last episode and it was literally undrivable. I was, uh, I was doing some iRacing practice and uh, I decided to go for it and I couldn't get through one corner without spinning out. It was impossible. It was just impossible. I don't know why, maybe just it's the settings, but yeah, the, it feels very... It feels too responsive, actually. Uh, actually. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how, how top players do it, because there's a lot of very, very, very good players on wheel. But yeah. Oh, I yeah. And, and there's, there's massive talents on wheel, and this is what we're saying about that natural progression. I think you tie in the end of life conversation that we had around uh, Forts Motorsport 7 mm -hmm. and you kind of realize that um, it's almost it's self-explanatory in and of itself. You've got drivers who are eager and hungry to get better and faster and then you've got a game that is end of life. End of life. There is nothing to push further for because the game is no longer being supported so you go somewhere where it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think that uh, so many drivers are flocking to other games necessarily because it's like suddenly FM7 is this horrible game. Far from it, in fact. No. Um, yeah. But I do think it's a case of drivers having the, well, the drive, there's actually no other word for it, to get better, to get faster, and they want to go somewhere where they're going to build themselves, get recognized, grow their skill, and why I'm hoping that uh, Forza Motorsport 2023, um, since it doesn't have a number, we're affectionately dubbing it with a much bigger one, um, where that come in, where that comes in, I, I hope they go for a more esports slant where it doesn't have the number. It's not bound by time. I hope they have the license length they need to support it for a long time, and bring in, bring back those FM7 drivers who maybe went elsewhere. Maybe they get some some GT7 Academy or GT Academy going on, mm. uh, some partnership. That thing does it still exist? I don't think it does, right? It was like a GT5, GT6 thing, or maybe I... GT Sport. I want to say it still is a thing. Oh, is um, it? But I don't know. Although side note, mm. you seen you seen the trailers for the movie? Yes, you? I have. That's why I remembered it. Yes. <laughs> oh. Dude, I'm looking forward to that. We need cool. more racing game movies. Of yes, that yes, that would be amazing. We need more. It's that simple. We, yeah, and we want them to be accurate. I know most most people. Maybe I'm sounding uh, like a douche a little bit, but most people, you know, the normies, they don't know uh, a lot of a lot of like the intricacies. But seeing that the new movie is, I I think they they are working with Nissan, right? Uh, their official, I think it's yes. the official partner of GT it Academy is, to it begin is, with. It is. So. I really do hope it's going to be accurate, mm. and it's a, and I really, of course, hope it's going to be a good movie. But yeah, maybe they get something like that going, like mm. some esports academy thing. I really hope it does well, just because if nothing else, it opens the door for other franchises to have a stab at it. Um, I know that the last technically uh, racing game movie we had 
was Need for Speed and the funny guy from the Breaking Bad show. I uh, haven't watched it. I have not uh, watched it. Okay, I won't spoil. But that's all right. Hot take here. That was genuinely a good movie. I I, I found. Okay. I I found that genuinely a good movie. Everyone rips into it. it it's corny as hell. It's cheesy as hell. But when was Need for Speed not corny and cheesy as hell? Like Come Fast on. and Furious. Like, yeah. have you not paid attention to the franchise? This is literally yeah. their whole shtick. That's it. That's what it's supposed to be. People just don't get it. On the other hand, you have uh, the Ford v Ferrari movie or whatever uh, mm. the, the name was, which are, which is like the more realistic style. Very good casting, yeah. obviously. Uh, but yeah, since then, since those two... Oh, actually, maybe maybe our community have uh, has been getting a lot of movies. We just forgot those existed or, or think they are too far back for us to remember now. Because mm. <laughs> the... The last movie was Need for Speed, and that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, I just want to see more specifically like racing game movies. Oh yeah, and even like Gran Turismo, uh, mm-hmm. that looks like they're properly leaning into the esports side of things. Oh yeah, and I'm game living shots. for it. I like, I am absolutely living for it right now. So I really hope it does well. Um, one I th- thing I saw some drifting shots though, and I don't like that. I hope mm. they. I hope. I, please don't mess this up, man. Please, I oh, beg. It, it better do well. But something that occurred to me, um, and speaking of Gran Turismo, obviously we're on Gran Turismo Seven now. It's had its ups and downs. I think mm-hmm. that Gran Turismo Seven will have its day, and that's having its day, and it's on the wind down. Um, but. Forza Motorsport because it doesn't have a number mm-hmm. and in fact say uh, beautiful beautiful editor man behind the camera um, he dubs it perfectly it doesn't have a number like a numbered sequel and it doesn't necessarily have a year tied to it so I'm very much thinking and hoping and what they're setting up for is like a long term live service thing mm-hmm. and if they do then they are esports wise set oh if they have the if they get the money for marketing because i feel like the game i mean people have been dubbing f122 like one of the worst f1 games and yet it still is very popular as an esport mm. so i feel like there's a lot of the popularity of of an esport is just the money that's put into it no absolutely it yeah. is it's a money game it's a marketing game um it is very much based on its partnerships as mm-hmm. well. So F122, it can be a trash game, but by the fact that it's the only Formula One game, it's an exclusive license, yeah. then it kind of wins by default regardless. It's going to have esports coverage and it's going to have that level of publicity no matter what you do. Even without anti-cheat. Even without anti-cheat. Competition. Have you guys mm. actually seen that some that the guy that created the the cheats, uh, which are I think they suspend the process uh, of the anti-cheat until the game loads or whatever it is. Uh, he said that seventy percent, like he estimates seventy percent of the pro scene is using the mm, is using some external programs. Seventy percent mm. of the of the top scene. Imagine. Jeez. I think because it is. You, it is extremely easy. Um, I'm not gonna 
jump into the the hyper specifics of how to do it because this isn't a tutorial um but it is extremely easy to manipulate the game to basically manipulate most if not all values mm -hmm. um so grip values uh acceleration uh everything from like performance to like rigidity of your car you can make your wings 10 percent stiffer so if you get in a fender bender um back off fenders never mind uh but if you get into a collision you can increase the chances of you not losing an end plate and your opponent definitely losing an end plate oh, yeah. um it's things like that and i would not be surprised um because of how easy it is but i also think that like we were talking about earlier with the trust system if you are at the top level of driving and this is why we yes we do see cheaters in like top leagues and like uh psgl uh wor tier mm -hmm. three tier two f1 f2 etc um you do see cheats in there at some of the higher tiers but when you get to the top top there is simply too much to lose you have everything on the line and as much as i think drivers are hungry for that advantage Mm -hmm. it's simply too risky because if you get caught that is your life over like i saw um thomas ronhart right he yeah, got a lot of cheating allegations but yeah. on the flip side of it you did literally have a kid wasn't even i was i don't even think he was 18 at the time dropped out of school to practice f1 esports like that is not a level of dedication you make the amount of sacrifice you make and then go in and like cheat it's it simply just does not line up mm -hmm. uh yeah but then again it I've, in my opinion or i don't know if it's if it's my opinion but uh i feel like the the cheating on the top level is much more difficult to spot because those players are just that good. Obviously, you have the other guys that uh, that can see when something is wrong. Mm. Uh, for example, I don't know if you saw that video where uh, one of the other drivers, I don't know, uh, I don't know who, that, who exactly that was, but they were following Thomas through uh, like through a track, through the track, and they were using way more of the track they were getting better lines and yet they still couldn't catch him was that uh, no that wasn't him he was only watching him yeah i don't know yeah the only so, one that came to my mind is Caraton, but that's for different reasons yeah i don't i don't think i don't think so yeah i i'm, I'm just saying that his case seems especially suspicious because uh, i think he posted a video where he got world record somewhere on xbox uh supposedly supposedly you can't cheat there which would make sense because to get into the top level level he he has to be a very good very good driver he's just getting that extra edge uh or maybe not i'm i'm this is just alleg allegations obviously uh yeah. by getting that s extra edge uh a player who is still say top 10 top 20 uh it's just you know a little bit it's a little bit more that, that's yeah. why it's so hard to spot so hard to prove mm, unless you have lan events yeah say so one or two percent is still an advantage but yeah so tough to mm -hmm. spot especially at the top level um the thing is it, it, you haven't seen um i i i mean there's no 
concrete evidence that he is cheating i guess but there's also no concrete evidence he's not still inconclusive and i kind of just want to tie in the whole thing just bring back clans uh <laughs> i'm glad the yeah. pandemic is over because we need to bring back clans and yeah without in-game measures the best that you can do in that scenario is if you go to say the esports championship or heck even final rounds of challenges if you want to go that far um simply just have them on like monitored rigs um in a set location just yeah just just fully land mm -hmm. it because that that's the ultimate way to validate that nobody's cheating because you don't control the system the organizers do and the organizers um and this is like a little bit behind the curtain for uh, event management and if you have like lands uh they basically pull from the same image uh so you have a, a single image of a computer setup like the programs on it what yeah. is and isn't allowed to run um all of the computers pull off that same image in terms of like setting themselves up once they are set up they are like of course accounting for like personal settings like game sense etc they're locked in like you can't tamper with anything else yeah um that's with so, every esport right every esports yeah and that's, that's the case with like uh, that that's the case with pretty much every esport yeah. and um I even go further uh because you get into the realm of exclusive esports builds of games mm -hmm. as well where they have uh other features taken out so i i have never seen the esports build of f122 but it's safe to assume that the main things they include are like improved spectator cams improved like spectator options mm -hmm. um like the dev tools that we saw in fh5 the yeah, it's a almost um, like a dev tools kind of thing, mm -hmm. and then they remove the stuff that's external of the the actual esports. So, all the F one life stuff gone, supercars yeah. gone, everything single player wise gone. It's just built for the esport and nothing from the ground like, up. For that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out the line. Okay, never mind. Of course, it has argument to destroyed every episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's that's the rule from now on. Okay, yeah. don't quote me on that. I might break it. I was actually wondering uh, that this is a this is jumping to a to a bit of a different topic. Unless you guys, uh, yeah, have 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 a point to make. Maybe I was gonna ask, because uh, Sapi teaches esports. I was gonna ask, uh, do you guys have like practical uh, practical stuff like, for example, racing games or uh, I don't know CS:GO or whatever. Like, how does that work? Because I feel like there's like not much has been talked about it, and uh, most of it is just chatter. When it comes to you know how how bad it is for children that esports is being taught in schools, like, how does that work really? I mean, the first things to get out of the way with that is because um, there's there's a lot of levels to it. Yeah. Uh, first things first, not just playing games. Oh, I've said course. it so many times at parents' evenings, and I've said it so many times at open evenings. It is not just playing games for two years and coming out with a qualification. The second thing is, as much as I love CSGO, where I teach, it's uh, colleges, and that's like 16 to 18 in the UK. So, mm -hmm. unfortunately, we can't get CS. We use Valorant oh, instead. Oh, true. Wait, um, Valorant is not PG-18? No. Oh, okay. I no. didn't know that. And, um, in fact, uh, this is kind of a side note. Um... I am both happy and sad that for CS2, uh, they didn't change it from T's and CT's to attack and defense. I would have liked to see like a, a college esports mode 
because I feel like that change alone of the names would have done a lot better to get it into college esports, and I know so many people want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the actual games that we do have now, it's things like Rocket League, uh, it's things like uh, Val uh, League of Legends is taught. Okay. Um, Overwatch as well is kind of one of the core ones, and you got oh off. really? Overwatch still? Yeah, say so it's Overwatch still has its place, um, and for most people, uh, mm, I tried, I tried. <laughs> or <Fortnite>. but, <laughs> but uh yeah few uh but yeah um in terms of actually how it works it's not so much the games aspect in fact i almost feel guilty to say this but the games aspect of it takes a bit of a back seat mm-hmm. um what it really is is um how to succeed in that industry and it is a business at the end of the day it's it's yeah. very business heavy it's very media centric so you not so much are digging into like mechanics of games although there is a unit dedicated to that and i get to teach it which makes me very happy um but there is a lot of stuff like uh how to succeed in content um how to use photoshop premiere uh how to like set yourself up with a business because you gotta think how much of esports is self-employed now all of the content creators all of the agencies that starts with a guy saying hey i want to make this thing let's make this thing that's the entire industry so you learn a lot of business skills you learn a lot of media skills really it is almost like a business and media course but with an esports coat of paint if that helps explain it for people so it's like an so it's like an it course with a graphic design uh thing but for esports this time that makes sense. That, that puts, in a way, that, in a way, yeah, that's just a, a little bit more light uh, on it. Because I feel like it, the the esports colleges or schools or whatever they have a very very bad image. And uh, as you said, it's not only about just gaming. Uh, I was mm. always wonder. I, I always wondered the the gaming side of things. Uh, like say someone only plays. Terraria or Minecraft or, or no, that's that's a very bad example. Say say someone only plays uh, racing games. Uh, do they have anything to do there, or are they are those like classes, League of Legends class, like CS:GO class? I'm so, I sound like a parent that's trying to get to know uh, what you this get. is about. Uh, but I, re- I really right. want to know. Uh, I've got my script. Mm. <laughs> yes, please. I don't know why I pulled out that. that that's not even related. Yeah. Um, I'm here for everyone that's watching that doesn't know. <laughs> just, you know, I'm, I'm you now. Okay, but um, with it, um, it, the main thing is that those are the core games, and that's basically dictated by uh, the governing body we have. So British Esports, mm-hmm. literally British Esports, um, is like they basically oversee um, the, the, the course itself how it's mm-hmm. run uh they oversee uh what games are played what games are in competition uh because those four games i mentioned those are in active competition like they run student championships across the uk oh okay uh, so where the majority of the playing comes in is students saying hey i want to i want to play in a team i'm plat diamond um whatever rank um i want to get involved and you you join up a team and you go against some of the some of the other colleges universities in the UK. That's where the most of the gameplay side of it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of other games, it's a tough one because obviously we can't cater to every single genre and subgenre mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise, well, for one, as a teacher, how the heck am I going to do my job? Because I need to know games at a fairly deep level in order to teach them in terms of skills, things like that. Like I re- I, I've done a lot of research into things like CS. I've done a lot of C- a research into Val, uh, Overwatch. Um, I've got a colleague who handles the other games. And um, if we had that case for like 20, 25 games, it, you can see how it becomes an absolute ant's nest. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't, involve other games like one thing we're trying to get at the moment is get a couple of rigs like a couple oh, of sim rigs yes. in the classroom that would be amazing that would be cool. <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping that deal goes through um very biased no, of course. <laughs> um but there's a lot to it um in terms of like what we do cover what we don't cover it's surprisingly a lot of rules as well because you had to jump through a lot of hoops to make it an official qualification uh, like that's actually recognized as a field of study you had to jump through a lot of hoops okay yeah because do you do you have to know how to play those games <laughs> you probably you're probably getting schooled by students when it comes to like deep knowledge of league of legends and stuff like that because you would have to know each of those games at a very, very deep level, right? Just play hundreds of hours of, of each of them to be able to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you, so that makes sense that you teach like general stuff about uh, about gaming in general. I know I know you said a couple of times that you showed your classroom uh, some Mars clips, you know, <laughs> to, for, for this for the general, you know? I may, yep, I may have shown a few, a few clips, and just I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly rooting Porter's way into the minds of the youth and corrupting oh them. Oh my god, they just issue. they know his name now. He's getting, he's famous now in colleges. <laughs> yeah, specifically the meme clips. Don't get ahead of yourself, Mars. Oh, um, of course, <laughs> of course, very good. But um. Yeah, yeah, you have to invest a lot. You don't necessarily need to come in knowing the games. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing, that's the other half of the stigma, you don't have to be good at games to get involved with the course. Um, okay. It's very much a, this is an aspect of the course. There's a unit dedicated to getting better at games. Uh, but in fact, sometimes I see the inverse where some of the best students in the class are sitting there like, yeah, I play Minecraft once a week. Um, okay. No, no esports titles to their name, um, but yet they do really well because they enjoy the industry, they enjoy like the event side of it, or they enjoy the business side, and they get super invested. It mm. is really great to see, and um, I'm hoping, especially now that the mainstream is taking notice, see the Gran Turismo movie, um, the esports properly gets its light shone on it like in in the big time as it's just got bigger and bigger i mean if you got through the education system you could do anything of course yeah. yeah that's why a lot of those courses that you you mentioned like photoshop and just setting yourself up to be successful in the game that you're uh or in the in the part of the industry that you're uh that you want to be in and not really just getting good at the game because that's what uh the kids do anyway right they just sit, mm. sit there and play the games that they that they want to play yeah, God, I, mean, I sound the, like the I classes... sound like my parents. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the class usually starts with a reality check, um, mm-hmm. 
specifically, look, I, I know some of you may have come here under the pretense you're going to come out a pro player. Uh, let me tell yeah. you, you're not coming out of here a pro player. Um, just because the chance of you becoming a pro player is like 0.001% at this oh, stage. Yeah. Because if, and uh, I'm not being funny, but if you are in this college, instead of being scouted and being part of a team right now, you already failed. Mm. No, well. not that you've already failed because you see late bloomers. In fact, um, it's not uncommon that, you know, I mentioned the student championships earlier. Mm -hmm. The teams that get to the finals, there are some big names there because they are live like LAN finals. Mm -hmm. And there are some big names. There are some big esports reps there. Like I know Fnatic goes there religiously, for instance, because they have a UK base in London. Mm -hmm. Um so big teams do take notice they see talent there they are going to scout it out so you you, you haven't failed but you need to temper expectations like mm -hmm. it's it's not a case of coming out a pro player it's not a case of coming out um just playing two years of video games or one year of video games and then having a qualification uh there is a lot more work than i think people perceive at first but that kind of goes the same for the entire esports and content industry everyone sees the front side of it but they don't see let's say your favorite youtuber um or your, your favorite force creator uh, who's turned it into a full-time job they don't see the amount of editing they don't see the amount of planning that goes into say social media uh mm. they don't see the amount of forecasting planning making sure that they've got content rationed out if they're going on holiday then they've got to work double overtime to cover the content gap it's all these things that they don't see that you then learn very, very quickly. Yeah. Maybe that's the way. Just as Microsoft has uh, deals or schools have deals with Microsoft for their software. Just get a deal. Uh, just just make a collegiate league of FMA or the new Forza Motorsport. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to be, cook. I'm, that would I'm hoping be to amazing. Cook. That would be amazing. That would be such a big W, you know? Mm. Just, just have people because i feel like a lot of people underestimate how how big the racing community is because it's so kind of disconnected from like say your usual esports the games that don't really fall into any category or just shooters mm -hmm. uh that you don't see how yeah how big it is until you get into it i really thought like before getting into forza i really thought the the competitive racing community like basically didn't exist and yet here it is in all its glory everything sims forza arcade games trackmania it's huge there's so much potential just waiting to be to be yeah used. i mean it's like you've got so much there's a whole world out there i mean trackmania world cup for instance mm -hmm. what you think is a very solo game um and very a uh, game about basically speed running mm -hmm. um is suddenly this massive off thing it has a whole competitive format it's got live lands and league going all across europe uh and america as well um but i i think that and say uh, green hits it on the head in our live chat right now um mm. that unfortunately racing games when it comes to esports they're kind of like that one kid at the lunch table that's sitting on the end. Everyone is like next to the wall, chilling out, playing a game of Risk together. And then you've got that one kid who's on the end who still has every right to be there, but it's kind of just in his own little bubble. And it's kind of sad in some ways. Yeah. 
that's why you have Trackmania or say Trackmania or uh, or even Rocket League. Those games that kind of sit in between. They're uh, fit to be an esports and it's uh, an esport in itself and not like not not just a uh, not just a electronic or or uh, however you want to you want to say a digital version of a real sport because mm. uh, I think games like FIFA uh, also don't do very well in the in the virtual world maybe people just don't like seeing things that they can they can see in real life online I don't know what the what the, what the issue is with that well I think like um, esports that are tied to an existing IP already mm-hmm. they like we were saying earlier with F122 it, the game could be trash the game can be absolute dog water, but because it's already tied to an existing IP that people love, people are going to get it anyway. And you look at the FIFA games just in general. Are they what I consider good quality games? No. Given everything that's transpired with them and the amount of progress, no. But because they're so tied to people's interests and what people want to do, they are going to get massive sales and they're going to get esports presence just regardless of them being good because they are being them they are the Mm. only one doing it i think what helps fifa is they have so many people chucking out um oh this is the best custom tactics and stuff but then fifa will do an update and that tactic is gone so you have all these creators then trying to find the next best tactic and they're just constantly chucking out content and i think that's Mm. something where the racing industry sort of falls down on because fifa you can do every single day whereas mm. the racing communities only have a race sort of once a week once every two weeks it, it's not all the time like call of duty might be you might upload a montage or something like that or fifa you might upload loads of games or have a competitive league or in that you play in every week maybe it's With not enough of a sim different. Of, of real football i don't know it's hard to say and even yeah. just coming off of that, um, the whole idea of like changing and tinkering things around, uh, you look at, for example, Overwatch again. Uh, the mm-hmm. reason Overwatch has still got the player base it has is for that exact reason as well. Part of it Does is... Does it actually? Because I, you... I thought it died. Well, you have a meta, right? Mm-hmm. Every game has a meta, which is an acronym, right. by the way. Racing games for... as well. Yeah, it stands for Most <laughs> yeah. Effective Tactics Available. Um so a little bit trivia for you there but as soon as people get used to a certain meta they will change things slightly that breaks that meta and forces players to come back and find a new one um that's what keeps the hardcores and the invested people playing Mm -hmm. racing games you unfortunately can't really do that because you're kind of bound by realism and unless you're working off like drivers rather than cars like adjusting driver ratings you can't suddenly say, oh yeah, by the way, the Ferrari 458 has 30 less horsepower now, Lamau. You can't do that. that. That's just, you are bound by realism. And that means that, unfortunately, and through no fault of the devs or through fault of their doing, because these are the rules that you have to conform to, you have a situation where you have a meta, but you're not allowed to change it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there are BOPs in the actual Sims. BOPs, balance of performance, for people that not that don't know. Uh, there are BOPs for certain certain races, for actually every race. For example, in iRacing, uh, but in in those games, in in iRacing ACC, where they change the tire model, people just 
post their lab and just add the patch number to it and everyone is happy. And uh, when something physics related is changed in Forza in, in FH5, the whole leaderboard system, it just falls apart, right? Like some cars just become not viable anymore. And instead of them being removed from the leaderboards because of that, or just the leaderboards being updated uh, after each physics update, it just like kind of is left there. Mm. Is, it the, is it is, the... is the Tycon? Yeah, the, the electric car? Is that removed? I don't think it, it is, right? Uh, I don't know. But do you remember the, um, although not strictly racing related, mm -hmm. the mountain, the drift zone on the mountain? Uh, the yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Because yeah. that was probably, if we want to talk changes, yes, you had some minor physics changes. I want to say series eight and nine, uh, where some cars suddenly begot uh, a lot top more top heavy were easier to flip um i think the the biggest example of what makes it uh break is like with the the drift mode the the drift score got adjusted mm. in terms of how it was awarded and that because the leaderboards weren't changed or wiped or anything like that they basically became permanent records because under the new scoring system, like the adjustments to the scoring system, you couldn't, well, you couldn't change, you couldn't get anywhere near uh, some of the scores. Some people tried their best, but that didn't happen, sadly. That was, why was that? That was because, uh, what, you used to not get points on certain parts of the road, and they just adjusted it and just lowered it in general? But I think I think, I, th I, think it, I heard some talk about them uh, moving it back up a little bit so that the world records are beatable again, mm. unless that already happened, and I, I and I'm I don't have the info. I think it was mostly to counter all-wheel drive dominance and where people mm -hmm. would go literally like 90, 100, 110 degrees into a corner and it would still count as points. Amazing. So I think that um, the actual changes were because you had cars like uh this is gonna sound stupid to the untrained ear but the bmw i setter oh, yeah. that was unironically one of the best drift cars for all-wheel drive in the game is it not and anymore it, uh well it still is to, but it's not to an egregious extent because mm -hmm. of how without getting too nerdy basically how the wheels were placed and organized um so two very wide at the front and then two very narrow in the rear um the problem became that you could have crazy angle above the 90 degrees and that would still force that would still get a really high score uh because of the wheel geometry and in fact one thing i've noticed with the Ford's tech engine is uh every single car regardless of the car has four wheels mm -hmm. if you have a car with three wheels it's just two wheels merged together the exact same space oh really yeah um, okay. If you ever, the way I figured this out, because you went back to Forza Horizon 4, mm -hmm. uh, the PLP 50. If you yeah. go into the pause menu, so you can see in the background your car spinning its wheels, mm -hmm. like as it's slowly driving in this sort of ether. On the back of the PLP 50, where it has one wheel visually, mm -hmm. you can see two wheels turning in opposite directions. So, no way. So every single wow. car in the game has four wheels, regardless of whether visually it has three, or heck, even two if they want to be daring. Um, but three-wheelers technically have four. They've just merged two of the wheels together. Oh, my even, God. I didn't know that. Even the Reliant Robin. I didn't even the Reliant Robin. I did not want to know that. Oh, my God. 
So so what? Does the reliant uh, super van just have more grip because he because it has two wheels? Um, I front? don't know how it operates in terms of grip levels. Yeah, but maybe that's why the PI is so messed up. Maybe that's why the the peel P50 is so good at, on D class, or is it uh, the other peel? Whatever. I mean, the peel P50 is just a very quirky car in itself because you could put the three, you could put the um, the motorcycle engine in it, mm-hmm. and basically almost the equiv- do the equivalent of the Sonic the Hedgehog peel out, where you can rev the car, rev it to max, and then mm-hmm. it will just stay at max revs until it hits top speed, even if that top speed's two hundred miles an hour. That's it's, crazy. It's so tiny and the wheels are so small that it will just do the equivalent of like a peel out, but all the way to VMAX. It's it's such a quirky car. I unironically oh love it. It's one of my favorites in the game because it's just so weird and different. Man, those small quirks of the game sometimes just hit you. Oh, I didn't know about that. <clears throat> That's <laughs> insane. Same same with the it's sport transmission in some cars and it's drift transmission in the uh, in the electric cars where it just drops the PI because the game thinks, uh, well, the car can't go faster because uh, here, see, the, the default settings are like that. So mm. have, yeah, the PI should be lower. I think I GT, think... Gran Turismo's, so to speak, PI, I don't know what the, what the name is. The system accounts for tuning, right? It does account for tuning. So mm-hmm. it, it live calculates any time that you make a change in the tuning. And I was actually brainstorming on this, right? Mm-hmm. I had an idea to fix Forza's tuning problem. Okay. Oh. You have... All right, you're going to have to humor me a little bit here. Yes. Oh, I'm instead waiting. Of, I'm ready. Instead of one PI, <laughs> you have two. So your first PI is based on your parts and works exactly the same as it has done in other titles. So that doesn't change. But what you add in its place is what I like to call tuning PI or Evo score or whatever you want to dub it. Basically, depending on your tune and how well you've tuned it, it yeah. runs the same simulation as it does to do like not to 60, not to 100, um, all these kind of stuff, the little calculations you get in the tuning menu. It runs those simulations and then it adds like extra points. Um, it doesn't add it to the total, but it like tax it on the end. So mm-hmm. if I had an A800 car that was really well tuned compared to an A800 stock uh, tune, uh, it would be like 800 plus 194 and then 800 just blank. You know what I'm going to say, right? What? I'm going to say, first of all, power builds and tuning in that is uh probably would be very hard to balance and another thing mm-hmm. is making cars more undrivable in this game makes them have more pace so yeah if you look at the system right now when it calculates every time you change something it isn't quite you know it, it, it's not very satisfying like you just don't look at those numbers mm. because they don't mean anything yeah, how, how do you, you fix really... that how, how do you fix that in a, in, a, in a game that is essentially kind of an arcade version of a sim, so to speak. So mm. simcade, yes. I mean, the, the simulation itself does need improvement. So I know a lot of power builds, you get like 0-60 failed. Mm-hmm. Um, where they just Oh yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> you, you just can't get control of the car from the AI's perspective. Yeah. And it simulates it every time you reload the tuning menu, even if you don't change anything. Like I don't get it. Mm. Well, I think that's just like a validation thing. And it, it's a lot... 
it's actually a lot more annoying. It's kind of just more time consuming and difficult to run mm -hmm. it. Uh, so for it to check that it hasn't changed, then to just run it, even if it hasn't. It's like to run that simulation almost. Okay, um, fair enough. It, it's, it's just easier to say, upon entering this menu, run the sim as opposed to, okay, check against a previous value I've got stored, which is just like useless storage. You don't really need it. Um, it gets a bit messy. But the simulation itself does need work. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just addressing the PI here. I'm not addressing the wonky simulation. But oh, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I mean, the that problem, ties into it, doesn't it? The problem, Maybe. though, at its core is that PI doesn't account for tuning. I think it's its greatest downfall. Um, is that it's a good system... But once you start to peel into it and actually like explore the layers it has, because it's a really in-depth tuning system, I'm going to say is. that yeah. it is probably the best tuning system I've seen in a game, period, uh, short of like hardcore sims. Um, it is like the, the best balance of tuning that I've personally seen. For sure, but yeah. that kind of plays to its detriment because without stuff like BOP that accounts for it, you kind of need something in its stead. You kind of need a score of its own for tuning, I think. Okay, what if... What if you had a score for each type of race? So your car has a separate score for each type of race. So road racing, street, road street is pretty mm -hmm. much the same, but I would have dirt, cross-country, uh, drift, and uh, drag. And depending on the race that you would go into, it would have just a different different uh, PI because that that seems to be the biggest issue right the game, the game has to account for your car being all of it at once it kind of has to find the middle ground congratulations you've just made Need for Speed Pro Street oh yeah <laughs> I'm just that I, I'm, 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 you know that's me hello I mean Pro Street is a banger of a game don't get me wrong um, but this I is think... a bit newer better <laughs> I think you um you, you kind of want to, because Forza's whole thing is uh, simplicity, right? Yeah, it is. Simplicity is bliss. Like, they want to make things like as approachable as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, play Pepega mod, by the way, for Pro Street. Not one came out. It's bloody oh, yeah. brilliant. Um, but I think that separating out into that level of depth when you've already got the amount of depth that they have in the tuning system is just going to be, for the audience they're trying to hit, just overwhelming. Oh, but that so, would only be for the parts, right? So you want to build a road car, you would just look at the road PI only. Or even be able yeah, to... Yeah, but it, it's the fact you're going to... Its presence, regardless of it being relevant or not, is going mm. to get people that are basically saying, right, I want to make a jack of all trades. I want to hit 10 on everything. Because mm. let's be honest, we've had our moments where we've gone into... So like even the, old, uh, the older Forza titles, and in the back of your mind... You just like brain switch off. I want ten everything. I don't care what happens. Yeah. I want, to I make want the car ten everything. for everything for drift zones, speed zones, like the danger signs I, and I racing. Want to make, <laughs> I want to make the car. Yes, the car for everything. The, the car the, of all time. The dirt CC hypercar, all wheel drive, everything. Final destination, no items, Fox owned. Yeah, you yeah. want a jack of all trades, but I We've think just there. having having too much of that front side is going to be just overwhelming yeah. and like you're gonna get people who like want to make a road car but then they flip and they want to go dirt and they're watching other numbers go down while numbers go up and we always want the numbers go up yeah that's the 
difficult, you know, to find a bridge between yeah. us, the the professional racers, and the casual audience. Uh, speaking of a bridge, Street Wars, you were gonna spill the tea. Let us know what's up. There's tea. <laughs> oh yeah, there's tea. Yeah. So um, remember that little discussion we had about uh, no more tears and stuff like that. That's official now. Very good. Um, so the big things are that no more tiers, back to one map, no more pro tier, no more tier two stuff, uh, no more confusion, basically. Very good. Um, that Very nice. is the big thing. Um, the other main thing I'd say is that uh, Fighter Elo's coming in its place. So of course, um, once that is validated and ready to go, that's when the new um, that that's mm -hmm. when the new season rolls around. That's the only reason why I've been vague on the new season coming, is because that's what it's dependent on. So, Are you allowed to be less vague, or? Uh... Well, that depends on when Fighter Elo is ready. Um, I'm genuinely being vague on the purpose of I don't know when it's going to be ready. I know it's mm -hmm. in the near future, but I genuinely don't know. I know they're in the backdating process right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, How far through the backdating process are they? That I could not tell you because I am not in the room. I'm not in the dungeon slaving away at it myself. Um, oh, we but know yeah, who is. Uh, oh, whole whole amazing. new <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Uh, but whole new um, like onboarding. So for now, or well, hopefully, uh, we won't need role requests anymore. Uh, people yes. can self-assign um, unless you're. Uh, getting added to teams or changing teams uh people can fully self-assign like free agent tuner content creator painter um and eventually the blacklist as well mm -hmm. you can self-assign to that um will be oh yeah that's a big staff one team uh rally mm -hmm. adventure is going to be added to the map uh we've got a couple more back-end changes so like asset packs and full like casting rigs so properly pushing the social side of things this time round too I'm very glad to hear that. To hear that, because um, that's kind of one thing it was missing. And uh, eventually, uh, we'll be looking at doing some special events. So there is something, in fact, cooking right now on the tier two side of things that could potentially be the big air quotes send off for the tier two map. Okay, can you say what it is? Leaked. So this, I want to preface this by saying this was not my idea. Okay. Uh, this was the the child of four different uh, four different tier two teams. So you had MT two, you had SR one's uh, Street Wars team, uh, you had Nightfall, and you had FRT. Basically, what they're all doing is where you've got people on the map, uh, where you've got your territories. They're all placing down one territory as like a bargaining chip, like you pay to play, winner okay. takes all. Four territories on the map to play for four teams each driver not each driver each team gets one race spec to pick mm -hmm. from their territory so of course if you're staking let's say the volcano area uh you could if you want you could do the bouncy impala race you could do that oh, no. <laughs> you, you, i'm not saying you should my dream car my dream <laughs> car impala impala my beloved oh, you can do play. that I'm not yeah. saying you should, but you can. Okay. Um, yeah, but the the team staking their territory 
basically has full control of the race that goes on there. Um, hoping to make that into a big event. I'm just finalizing a couple of things on the back end. The format itself, ready to go. Um, and in fact, probably have the green light. We just need to know a date. We could get the socials rolling uh, when is good for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that's that's going to be a pretty big event if we can get Caster on it potentially as well. It's going to be even bigger. Could do the same thing with the Blacklist Battle Royale, right? It, it's ten minutes in Street Wars, right? Uh, what per race? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what Werner asked. Yeah, so um, that's the other thing. We're going to be locking in a new uh, format with mm. season three as well. I kind of forgot to mention. Um, so it's kind of been wishy washy. Uh, up till this point as to what you can run uh the new format for season three is going to be three 10 minute races so that way always three no more yeah three 10 minute races. basically where people are running four people are running five i have to do the spreads. i have to do the spreads and the results by hand i don't have a nice fancy automated system this is hell oh we had to practice for that we had a five race uh race or five race clash between teams that was no never yeah heard. and the results <laughs> and the back end admin for that is hell oh yeah so i can imagine 10 so three races 10 minutes and that way it's uniform and it's a good balance as well between uh like the 50 odd minutes of racing haven and the two times 30 minutes of team wars it, it's a nice yeah. stepping stone yeah i mean it w- would be an hour but uh as you know, we we made it 50 minutes, so it's kind of easier to transition between the divisions uh, from D2, D3 into D1 casts. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we wanted to do an hour. Maybe we'll, we'll do more when the new game comes out, obviously. Maybe we'll cook some special events as well. Uh, and that is what be we fun. call a masterclass in subtext. Yes, <laughs> it's it's good to I I think just beyond that, of course I um I don't want to self reference here, but uh, do. one thing <laughs> that um the the article that I wrote uh one thing that I kind of praise and I kind of just want to bring it up again here, just the fact that everyone's willing to work together. I mean, it could very easily be a case of I run Street Wars in isolation, rare don't talk to me. Racing Haven, they're just the snooty guys who do enduros. Um, and then Team Wars, they think they're all that. But no, everyone works together. Everyone's yeah. chill. Everyone's like really cooperative. And as a result, we've got these kind of projects that interweave into one another. We've got that kind of organic progression so from like hra to street wars with shorter races but more of them and then to racing haven with say longer races uh two times 30 for for team wars it's such a nice thing to see because this is just what happens when cool people do cool things and then you've got htcc jumping in in the mix as well offering even more variety to the whole game uh, like with arguably the closest motorsport type format we've seen in Horizon. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's just awesome to see. Yeah, that is kind of a, the beauty of. Uh, I'm I'm gonna steal this idea from chat, but that that's the that's kind of the beauty of the community that we promote each other. The 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 leagues promote themselves uh, or each other because the scene is kind of small still, and before it hopefully gets bigger. Uh, everyone can get to know every single league. Just everyone can be in all the servers. You know, everyone knows each other. It's a very cozy place to be. 
it is in a word it is cozy i, it I is do cozy. i do like that um of course it's had its moments in the sun uh it's had big standout events like on the fan cup for instance that yeah. was a big that was a big deal um got a lot of eyes on horizon 5 as a competitive format as well which i do applaud considering they were originally going for very casual style mm-hmm. um and even now i mean you look at the series 20 update the oval right and they've been running like proper oval rivals on the social yeah. media and competitions I mean, that's finally awesome. oh my god yes <laughs> finally i'm just yeah and i think it's because like we have to remember that FH5 is still one of, if not the most, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the biggest game from, from Microsoft right now, right? Is it? Because it was the biggest title I'd when it launched. So. I yeah. would say so. I would say so, overall. Um, and you never hear about it. Like, those those big games that come out, uh, those AAA titles, which this one is, uh, those AAA titles that come out, they get so such such big spotlight in media and fh5 is just quietly there the biggest game you know it's just sitting there for for people that want to play it just fun. Chilling. Yeah, just it's, chilling. That, it's that quiet workhorse almost yeah. mm. uh it, it doesn't always get the spotlight but it chugs away silently in the background yeah. uh for better or for worse in some cases i think so that makes uh, me hopeful i i hope so too i think if nothing else um of the well as we've said a few times uh mm-hmm. the forza motorsport 2023 rendition and hopefully very far beyond um i do hope that they lean big into esports uh i hope that they lean big into maybe getting frc back up and running i would mm-hmm. for one love to i mean it, it's on my bucket list i'm gonna be just straight with you fellas it is one of my <laughs> dreams if i ever got to commentate in the box for anything even remotely related to frc uh, that, that, that's even probably uh, i've hazard a guess as that's what got me into commentating to some degree specifically forza it's it's on the bucket list for sure but i hope they push big for esports i really do because and this is something i've said time and time again since we had that discussion about the removal of ranked uh when the game first came out Mm. your competitive players your top players are your biggest spokespeople they are your pundits they are the people that will just rule either by like knowledge talent or just like infectious enthusiasm for the game they are what brings people in you need that end game to support that they have so, the most hours they just yeah. keep playing yeah they're the most dedicated they're the most vocal for better or worse um and they are going to ultimately be your mouthpiece to the wider community because when you go to see who and what you should be playing um you don't go to the official sources. You go to a streamer you like. You go to a popular streamer if they're playing that game and they say, hey, what do you think? Or you go to a driver who you know is talented at said game and you say, hey, what do you think of this game? Should I get invested in it? If they tell you no and they tell their friends and their friends, it, it mm. very much becomes a much wider problem. And mm-hmm. without wanting to get too deep into it, because I feel like there's another episode's worth of material there all on its own. Um, I think one of the the big asterisks and caveats with Horizon 5 and why it's got that silent workhorse treatment 
is apart from very edge cases like HFC, because remember that's Honda's doing, that's not mm-hmm. specifically yeah. the, the devs and publishers, etc. is doing, um, it's, it's kind of cut out that competitive aspect and effectively imposed an artificial ceiling. I mean, to be honest, it is kind of natural to come into FH5 and not do the competitive things. Mm. Uh, so when a streamer tries FH5, they don't really, they, they usually do like what, free roam, random races, AI, st- AI shenanigans, mm. whatever. And uh, this makes me feel though, this makes me hopeful uh, that maybe the new game w- with this natural kind of uh, more esports, more motorsports feel uh, is gonna get it's gonna get the, the you know the how do you how do you say it the, the media coverage the the full adver- treatment yeah the full treatment it's gonna get advertised to the to the people that kind of should be playing the game not to gatekeep you know to people mm. to people that are actually interested in those those kind of things to the sim players even we'll see well we'll see gaslight gatekeep yeah. Gone tires. Yeah. And on that <laughs> lovely note. <laughs> yeah. Gaslight gaslight everyone gaslight the developers into into thinking that we are we are the main force that's driving the game forward. Yes. Let's just do it. <laughs> yes, we yes, are really. really good. Um but on that beautiful note, I think we are at that point where I say the I think the editors the editors kind of not physically but almost like metaphorically tapping the what saying, Alright boys, come on now. Um so of course goes without saying but check us out on the socials of course you'll hear this uh as well apple podcasts google um spotify all that good stuff uh youtube podcasts potentially uh depending it's coming on when out that, right when that drops you can expect nice. to see us on there it's gonna be it's gonna be some top top stuff um of course if you want to catch these um if you want to catch these live we've got our twitch so uh, twitch.tv slash racing haven every tuesday um at is it 7 p.m gmt because timing is weird um every tuesday every oh, other tuesday, uh, every other tuesday. Yeah. i do this every time <laughs> every time look you have your we built the ground up i have my every tuesday okay we we have our our, our rituals we have our episode rituals but yeah. on that beautiful note same time two weeks boys same yeah. time two weeks have, have a good one week. everyone <laughs>